<laughs> Y'all want this heat. If it okay. fucks up, then it goes in the uh, in the funnies. Yeah. The beginning of the podcast. This week on the fucking Boomers podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 35 of Split Screen Media. We are an entertainment podcast that focuses on movies, TV shows, music, all kinds of entertainment. And uh, sometimes we even get into our personal lives a little bit. With me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Chris Blankenship. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. And with us again is our other lovely and beautiful uh, guest host, my good friend, Mr. Joey Burt. Thank you so much for coming back on. You're, you're far too kind. Thank you uh, for having me. I'm very excited to be back here. Yeah, no problem, dude. We're super stoked to have you. But there is a reason that you're back. Uh, we are going to talk about the Saints Row reboot, which you I know you and I are massive fans of. Um, but for a little backstory, a little background for anyone who doesn't know, Saints Row has been dead for a pretty long time. <laughs> I think the last game, it was Saints Row 4 in the mainline series, and then Gad Out of Hell, which was like a side story, came out after that, and then nothing. Uh, it's been a solid, I don't know, six, seven years maybe since the Saints Row game. And uh, the Saints Row Twitter about a week and a half ago posted a little picture and it said rebooting and it had the Saints Row logo. Um, so everyone was really excited. We we're like, oh, my God, we're going to get a new Saints Row. Um, is it going to have the same characters, but just be rebooted? Is it going to be like a continuation of the story, but it'll be, you know, all new engines and all new graphics? Like the possibilities were endless. And Gamescom rolled around uh, earlier this week or last week like end of last week and we saw what was actually in store for us which was a whole lot of garbage <laughs> um if you haven't seen this trailer i, I want to say watch it so you'll have context but honestly don't it's so bad um really this new saints row is what they're what they're trying to go for is to appeal to people i guess our age and younger and they're making the, the Third Street Saints a gang that was developed solely to get rid of their student loans. And they're all kind of hipstery and they it looks very much like a watchdogs game. Like just they like 40 to 50 year old people trying to write what young people are into, but just failing miserably. Um, the fuck. There's not even purple. There's no purple in that trailer. <laughs> it's the one thing about saints row um so i am massively disappointed joey chris i really want to get your guys's take on this um i think from someone who's played it more and then chris probably someone who's played it a little bit less but i know has like a, a general feel for the game what did you think about this trailer yeah there's a uh, definitely a lot of thoughts i had about it um so i full disclosure i have not played um i think got, got out of hell and i have not played uh Saints Row 4, at least, uh, I don't remember playing it. And then uh, Saints Row 1. So really, 2 and 3 is where my experience, I guess, you know, with the games comes in. Um, but yeah, this uh, this trailer and this direction they're trying to take this in um, does not feel like Saints Row to me at all. Uh, this feels like a um, Fortnite reskin uh, of kind of a Watch Dogs-ish uh, style open world game, like you said. Um, and I think it's Saints Row really in name only uh, as what it looks to me on the surface. Um, I think the uh, the gameplay that they showed um, looks pretty generic. Um, 
it looks, I guess, kind of like Saints Row 3 and 4 gameplay. Um, but really, you could kind of attribute that to, you know, kind of more look like Fortnite too. Um, but yeah, you follow these uh, kind of more hipster-ish characters. Um, and uh, the trailer made it seem like you play as um, one of them in particular. When uh, in reality, no, you play as a, a character that you make, um, that you, you know, tune to yourself. Uh, but they actually had to come out and specify that because it was so unclear. <laughs> so it, it was a complete mess, I think, uh, in my opinion. I haven't played a Saints. I didn't play four or got out of hell. I played three way back in the day. <clears throat> um, yeah, this this looks like in the way that the the people who were running the whole thing uh, were describing it. It seems like they're just making a new game, slapping Saint Tro on the cover, and just trying to use like that name to get more sales. Um, it, it doesn't seem like a Saint Tro game. I I don't even like how it's set in like this weird Western, like it. Shouldn't it be set in a southwest? City? Yeah, southwest. Yeah, I, I, it, whatever. It's being modeled after. I don't know. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be like. I don't know. Is it open world like vast desert like really good for a Saints Row game? I don't think so. In my opinion, is yeah. that really is that really going to be fun to explore? Is the is I think exactly the the right question you're asking because no. so far it looks like no. I mean, like it looks like like in gta 5 like the northern part of the map right which is fun to explore um there's some stuff but i mean it looks like they're kind of just taking from that um i mean i don't know how much you can innovate a fucking desert <laughs> or like i don't know alien shit out there i don't know what's gonna what they're gonna put out there but it's yeah. it's it's not like saints row-esque in my opinion the gta yeah, I 5 think... oh i'm sorry go for it I was just going to say, um, that's actually something I think is a little more interesting about it. Um, I like that it's in kind of a different direction. Um, but yeah, without having played it, I can't really say if it's going to be fun or not. Uh, right. But like with GTA 5, uh, you made a good point, Chris. Um, it had a lot of good exploration, I think, in that northern part of the map where it's just there's a lot of desert. There's um, some civilization like mixed in. Uh, so maybe they'll do something like that. Um, uh, aesthetically, though, I think it looks pretty good. Um, now, I don't think it's Saints Row, but it looks pretty good. Um, that's my complaint with it. Yeah, like the graphics look okay, but Chris, I think you, you another thing with the the GTA Five comparison that you made that's pretty apt is that yeah, there was a giant desert up top that you could explore, but then when you were done with that because it got kind of boring quickly, you went down to the city. Yep. And, and they knew that, so they built in both of these things. It was like best of both worlds. They're like, oh, well, if you want to go explore in a city and blow shit up there, you can do it here. And if you want kind of an open area to like see what goodies and secrets we hid, we have that for you here. And this doesn't really seem to be the case with this one. Um, but going back to what you said, Joey, like trailer alone, this could if, if this game ends up being the best Saints Row game ever, it is undeniable that this re reveal trailer was awful. Um, even if the game ends up being amazing. I, I remember I was watching it during Gamescom because I saw it live and they didn't tell you what the trailer was for. I had no context. They started Gamescom. They played this trailer about halfway through the trailer. I'm like, wow, this looks really boring. 
I'm like, what kind of generic shit is this? And then at one point, a character drives by in a car and you see the Saints Row pin. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're probably thinking, huh, this is like something from Epic Games or it's like a Fortnite spinoff or something. Yeah, no, I thought it was a Watchdog sequel. Yeah. I thought they were going to, or like DLC or something. That's literally what it, it felt like. I mean, there was a man wearing a giant cat head, neon cat head thing. Yeah. Which is exactly what they would do in that game. So I, it, I don't know. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think um, they're trying to keep, uh, it seems, uh, is they're trying to keep these um, different gangs and like different like aesthetics of different, you know, uh, groups that you like fight in the game right so like they'll have like a bunch of um i don't know brutes that hit you with baseball bats they'll have like i don't know cultists and stuff they have like different groups of people like kind of like in saints row 2 and um i can't remember three so much but um like you know in saints row 2 you had the ronin you had uh, uh the other uh gangs that just mm. had different like appeal and stuff like that yeah it does seem like they're kind of doing that that same thing here um I think the problem with this is that they're, they're trying to go back to like, I don't, I'm not going to say a gritty thing, but they're trying to make it a little more realistic, I think, than, than what Saints Row 4 was. But the problem with that is that Saints Row has had this great escalation over the years. Like it went from, you know, GTA knockoff with Saints Row 1. Then it went to like goofy crime sandbox game with like some wacky elements. Then three was like a little bit more over the top like more weapons more craziness and then four is just fucking bananas it's like it's just shooting... absolutely balls to the wall yeah it's just like shooting laser beams out of your hands and flying around a city and like i mean it's absolutely insane so i think that was kind of the perfect arc for that series to go i'm not saying i loved every single game like i didn't love three but i thought four was great yep. so going back to this and then having it be like a neutered version of it because they said that they weren't going to have any any of the humor that saints row four or saints row two was known for they're like none of that sort of edgy whatever humor is going to be here it's going to be all about the characters that you care about and i i, I can't emphasize enough how angry that makes me like you don't understand yeah. what saints row is yeah Connor, i have a question should they have stopped at four because you're saying it like the escalation goes up and up and up and up and up and how like, is it a is it possible to top four? Because I didn't play it, so I don't know. This is a question for Joey. You too. Is it possible to top four? And if so, or if like if it's not, like, should you have just stopped there and like stopped while you were ahead? Like, you know. I don't. I think what they're doing now, the idea of rebooting it, is a great idea. Like, you know, just bring back maybe some of the older characters, but you tell this new story. It doesn't even need to be necessarily the Third Street Saints, but it has to have that feel of a Saints Row game. Um, and by the way, Saints Row 4 is not my... Saints Row 2 is my favorite game, and it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's, I mean, for anyone out there who hasn't played Saints Row 2, it is an incredible video game. It's one of the most fun co-op games I've played. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the only game, too, where I really... I don't like doing side missions most of the time. Sometimes I just like to power through the story and you know, get it that way. And like, I don't generally go and try and 100% everything. Um, but Saints Row 2 in particular has the best side missions of any game I've ever played easily. Um, there's one where 
you're like someone's trying to lower the property value of a neighborhood so you have to get a septic truck and spray poop all over the houses um there's another one where you're protecting celebrities from paparazzi but in order to protect them you have to like throw them into wood chippers and like throw them off of buildings and stuff (laughs) um there's another one where you're in like a fight club thing but you can bring in other weapons to just beat the shit out of people like it's the most fun you can have in a side mission ever yeah yeah so back to your question chris and connor i wholeheartedly agree with you 100 percent. you and me have played a lot of saints Row two together um yeah uh whether or not saints Row four um is like if that path is sustainable i guess is what you're asking if can they keep going with the craziness uh i think they could i don't think anyone wants to see that or play it though so if saints Row five is um you're the god of all space time and the universe okay because <laughs> that's really the next escalation step from being the president you know of the country all the way up to the end of that game right mm-hmm. so um yeah i don't i don't know uh i think what this could have been though is either um try to tell a new story uh and make it in the sanctuary universe um or you know use the same characters um or just start a new IP, which this seems like to me. This seems like an entirely different IP and just marketed as from the creators of Saints Row. Yeah, and I mean, they tried to do that before with Agents of Mayhem and it failed miserably. And that was supposed to be like their next iteration of <clears throat> Saints Row because it was from the same guys who did it, but it had kind of the same gameplay mechanics, but it was a new story and it had kind of this new idea of switching between characters and all this, but nobody played it. And I think they saw that and they were like, all right, well, let's go make the game that we want to make that we think will be cool and that everybody will like. We'll slap a Saints Row logo on there and we'll call it a day because that's a brand that people are that they love and are familiar with. Um, and we won't have another Agents of Mayhem on our hands. So I, I really think that game failing changed the trajectory of what they were going to do with Saints Row. And I'm not a fan at all. I mean, I like even just thinking about like the, cause there was another trailer that came out after, which was sort of a developer interview thing. And I think I sent that in the group chat. I'm not sure if you guys watched it, but yep. hearing Joey, then yeah, hearing them describe what they were planning to do just made my blood boil. Like they were like, right. Oh, well, these are characters that you'll want to bring into your family room. And Oh, they're so relatable. Cause they have, they have money problems and oh, student loans are crazy. Right. Like it just, it felt so fucking out of touch. It feels very disingenuous and doesn't feel true to the spirit of the original games. Yeah, no, I totally, um, I mean, the original, it was you becoming a low level thug and rising up through the ranks to eventually own the third street saints and part of uh, Stillwater. Like it just, it doesn't feel like, you know, Oh, we're starting this because we have some debt just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. They're not, are they even the third street saints? Like, is that even, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, that yes, you do have your, your gang, right. And you're the leader of that gang, but it doesn't seem like it's a continuation of the third street saints at all. Um, Cause it's not even like the same city or anything. Yeah. And without any of the characters or humor that made, saints row what it is i just i i don't see there being another mission where i fling poop all over houses like i, I just that kind of quirkiness that really made saints row stand out 
It just isn't going to be there. I can almost you know, 99% guarantee you that. Yeah. Chris, with your, um, I guess, experience with, uh, you said Saints are three or four? Three. And I, I didn't play four. And it's been a long time since I've actually played a Saints row game. I was going to ask um, if you saw like any gameplay uh, of like the new trailer, um, if it kind of like matched up to your expectations of what a Saints Row game would be, or if, you know, it kind of disappointed you. It was kind of disappointing. Um, I I don't know if I saw gameplay or maybe it was cinematic. I watched whatever trailer is like number one when you search Google. <laughs> okay. Um, or YouTube or whatever. Um, you know, when I think Saints Row, I'm thinking like there's some combat mechanic to it or something. I, I didn't I don't think I saw that in the trailer. It was mostly them like doing different shots of like them in a car in the desert or whatever. Um I don't know. It 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 doesn't remind me of like my nostalgia of three if that makes any sense. And I don't know if it's supposed to, but it doesn't. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts of three in particular um, was, I guess, the way the missions were set up. Um, just in that they were very, like, they were crazy and ridiculous, but they still made you feel, like, powerful, if that makes any sense. Like, you still, like, you had a lot of control over the situation, and you were, like, a badass, right? That's ultimately what I think I enjoy the most out of Saints Row is just that you feel like a badass. Um, you can do whatever you want, right? <laughs> and you're just in this ridiculous world where, you know, you're kind of in total control. There's also just like, it, it felt like the developers were on your side with two and three. It always felt like they were winking at you back. Like there's, there's stuff in Saints Row 2 that wasn't planned. Um, there's a glitch where you can hop into a car, you know, regularly, like you can press Y next to it. There's a whole little animation that you can drive off or you can jump on a car. You can get on top of it. You press Y and you're just immediately in it. Like it skips the, yeah. the animation entirely. And that was a glitch, but they left it in there because it became a part of that game. Um, and the same thing in three, like once you get your first apartment, like you can walk all the way down to the door. You can go down the elevator, blah, 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 do all this shit but they knew that it was quicker to just jump off the building. So they yeah. let you do it. They let you just jump off and then go to your car. And like, it's stuff like that that makes it memorable. And it's stuff like that. That's like quirky and weird and sort of gives it this edge of like, we're right there with you. Yeah. And this feels like the Steve Buscemi fucking like, how do you do fellow kids? Like right. it, just, it doesn't right. feel like they're actually there with you going through this experience. Yeah. Is this the same like game studio and developers and stuff that made the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's Volition. And I guess it's not THQ because they're gone, but whatever the fucking, whatever absorbed them, I guess is now part of it, but. Interesting yeah. that it's different then. I mean, I guess it's been a while, so maybe you have different developers and different people in charge, but. So I think the um, overall kind of response to like the trailer and like the stuff they've been putting out is kind of negative. Um, I don't think it's overwhelmingly positive. Um, so I guess I'll ask Connor, uh, what would make you willing to play this game? Because it doesn't sound like you want to play this game. I know I don't want to play this game. Uh, I can think of like a couple things that would make me interested in wanting to play. 
but what what are some things you would think would be uh would be good well the one thing that i thought they were going to do um and maybe they just hadn't told us yet was bringing back old characters so like maybe if you had a save from a previous file like that character would come in or something or you could you know create a character who would eventually come back who was supposed to be your character from saints row two three and four and one um or they would bring back like shondi or pierce or johnny gat but someone asked uh daniel de kim on twitter they were like hey have you gotten a call about uh voicing johnny gat again like does that happen and he responded he was like no they haven't called me they haven't said anything he's like reboots happen all the time and i wish them well and it was just such a disheartening like you don't give a shit about this like you don't care about this product so i I mean i don't know other based on what they have showed me so far i don't think there's anything they could do that would get me to buy this game unless they did a complete 180 on what they've shown you basically yeah Gotcha. Unless this was I all think... like some kind of weird joke and they're like, psych, it's actually a Saints Row 2 remake. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I want. Yeah. I want them to stop teasing, give me what I really want. No, I think um, what might make me change my mind is if they showed some better gameplay or they showed um, gameplay a la Saints Row 2. Um, because I want a game where I can just, instead of riding passenger in a car, I can stand on top of it and car surf. I want that wacky silliness. I want that like kind of more innovative gameplay that's fun and just crazy. It makes you feel like a badass. So if they can put that on the table and show it to me, um, I'll consider playing it. I think your Fortnite uh, comparison was really, really good because they, I mean, like everything they showed in that trailer was just Fortnite gameplay. It was like third person over the shoulder. He was shooting somebody, he got in a car and then he was looking out the window and shooting. And that was all they showed. There was no like weird weapons. There wasn't anything. There wasn't like some kind of crazy car that had a meat grinder on the front of it. Like it wasn't Saints Row. Yeah. What's what's the uh, most popular video game right now, though, Connor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Saints Row just was never like they never gave a fuck if you play this game or not. They're like, we don't care. Like <laughs> we're we're making this because. This is what we like. This is what we think is funny. And it always felt like this outlier game where, you know, I don't want to say you feel cool if you played it, but it really, it, it made you feel like you were part of this little group of people who appreciated this game for what it was, flaws and all. Because I mean, like the frame rate in Saints Row 2 through the whole thing is fucking garbage. Oh, like, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> the graphics, even for the time, suck. Yeah. <laughs> they are not good, but none of that mattered because the core game felt so genuine it is just jam-packed with features and gameplay that just made it so much fun to play with front yeah and the fact that it was like co-op online i mean like that still to me is just so cool yeah my favorite part about all of this and i think joe you brought this up earlier but at the end of that trailer when everyone went on twitter and basically did a unanimous what the fuck uh saints row the twitter the saints row official twitter had to come out and say no 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 you can customize your own character it's fine yeah. like that's part of this game because that reveal trailer was so bad they didn't even show off like the main part of saints row which is that you can do literally whatever you want to your character and they had a i think they have a character in there called the boss so it's kind of like am i playing as them <laughs> or like what's the deal here so i don't know yeah i was like is this the new johnny gat 
like the new woke Johnny Gat <laughs> that they're trying yeah. to go for? Like, what is this? Like certain is... loans, Johnny Gat. Say what? Student loans, Johnny Gat. It's <laughs> student loans, Johnny Gat. Oh man, I don't know. The new Dead Space look pretty cool. They're re- they're rebooting Dead Space. That looks awesome. But I haven't played Dead Space. It's about the time I played a lot to Saint Tro. Been <laughs> a Space, long time. Dead Space is great. All of those games are really. I haven't. I never. I didn't play three, but I played one and two, and they're awesome. Yeah, yeah I played one and two. Oh man! So in conclusion, give us the Saints Row Two remake. I don't care about the shit. <laughs> yep, that that's my uh, thought process as well. Summed up excellently. Yeah. So yeah, really, I'm just I'm really like harping on your question a lot. Like I I don't think there is anything at this point that could make me, unless they were like, you know what? We've seen the comments. We're starting over. We're gonna yep. do a whole new thing. It's gonna be another like three years or so, but we're gonna make a whole new game. And it's going to be a lot more in line with what you're expecting, what you should have expected from this franchise. Like just like, like they did with uh, Metroid prime four when they came out like a year after it was announced, they were like, Hey, listen, another studio is handling this. We don't like the direction it's going. We cut production on that. We're starting over and we're giving it back to retro studios. Like that's exactly what they should have done from the beginning, but it was nice that they made that correction. And then they, you know, are, hopefully going to give us what we want and that's exactly what the people at volition need to do too i was gonna say it comes out in six months so that is if they're gonna do something like that the it's the release date's gonna get pushed back which is fine like people have patience and will wait for a good game but i think with the release date so soon they're they should be polishing it by now and uh like getting it ready to ship in the next couple months so yeah it's not like, and, and, you know, their development cycle is so different from something like Rockstar, which spends, you know, six to eight years on a game. And then, you know, they have multiple studios working on it. So, I mean, we're probably not even going to get Grand Theft Auto 6 for at least two years, probably three. Two more say, generations of consoles. Yeah. <laughs> they work on a game for 10 years and then never publish another game after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been GTA... It's, it's weird to think about, but GTA 5 launched on the 360. Yeah. It launched before I went to college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yep. is crazy. No, because the version that we played in college was the updated Xbox One version. Yeah. We played it my freshman year of college in my dorm. Do you remember that? Fucking doing the hacks and shit. <laughs> that was so oh, much yeah. fun. GTA drinking games. If you guys are going into college or, I don't know, you just want to have fun. Those are we, fantastic. We didn't drink when we were maybe we were just drunk (laughs) (laughs) i I love that chris is trying to just completely deny (laughs) you know underage drinking whatever fine yeah (laughs) it's fine no you weren't you you were 21 yeah we'll just say allegedly (laughs) that way no one gets in trouble yeah uh, we we always speak in hypotheticals here yeah absolutely this didn't really happen we totally didn't get fucking blasted and then play grand theft auto (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, we, Joey, you and I played Grand Theft Auto 5 in high school, like when it was still on the 360. I think we did, yeah. And um, I remember that uh, we played over Christmas one year and uh, we were in a hacked lobby and they gave out like all this money and immediately went and bought like attack helicopters, tanks, everything I could. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve and this guy came on. He was like, hey, Mary. 
Merry Christmas, guys, and just drop ten million in our bank account each. Yeah. Oh my god, we had so much fun. Then Rockstar took all our money. Yeah. <laughs> you got to spend it. I remember when that happened. You had to spend it on stuff. Yep. Yeah, all the stuff that I spent it on is still in my account, but everything else, all the actual cash is gone. It's a damn shame. But I mean, GTA Online for GTA 6, like, I can't wait for that. That's going to be so much. Fun. I think we're all probably, I mean, I'm assuming we're all going to get that. We're all going to play just like, you know, GTA 5. So I, I really like the story of GTA 5. I mean, I played that through several times and it was a lot of fun. All the side missions and all the, you know, all that stuff was great oh yeah i mean rockstar always puts out quality. like i didn't love red dead 2 but that doesn't mean it's not a super quality game yeah it's just it's just boring as fuck <laughs> <laughs> all the they made you do way too much like actual cowboy simulator shit and i just wasn't here for that like the first game was just enough to like you know get you into the action you could have some fun and leave but we are way off track. I'm sorry. We got off on this tangent. All good. All good. Um, you guys want to talk about Pokemon? Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. So this was a little while ago. It was probably like two or three weeks ago at this point. Um, but Pokemon did a uh, basically like a Nintendo Direct Pokemon Presents type thing. And they showed off uh, stuff for Pokemon Unite and some of the mobile apps and all that. And, you know, no one really cares. But what was really what people were really excited about was the Pokemon Arceus trailer, hopefully showing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah, the Pokemon Arceus trailer and then the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake trailer. Um, and I, do, do we want to start with the Diamond and Pearl stuff? Just knock it out real quick. Here, I'll knock out the, the shit nobody cares about. Um, yeah, Pokemon Unite's going to mobile. Um, if you link it with the Switch, you get Sora. Most people have that anyways. Yeah. If you play Unite. Um, they're gonna throw Mamoswine and Sylveon into Pokemon Unite at some point. Yeah. The game's broken, but Unite cool. is actually pretty fun if you guys haven't tried it yet. Yeah, there's it's definitely cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Um it is a lot of fun though, uh, if you have it on your Switch or coming to mobile. I don't know if they gave a date for mobile. It was like September twenty second, twenty third, something like that. Okay, so in a month or two, a couple yeah. weeks, whatever. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix Remix. I don't know a soul who gives a shit about this. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been about playing time. Pokemon Mix like an asshole. <laughs> um, is is it like just it's just Candy Crush Pokemon, it's, right? It's candy Crush Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Pokemon Masters EX is celebrating its two year anniversary. Cool. Pokemon Go is its fifth. And a year anniversary. Cool. They had a special event. It's already over. <laughs> Connor, you're I missed still playing. it entirely. Oh, did I'm you? I'm the only one that plays. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play religiously, but I'll turn it on every once in a while. Like if I go for a walk, I'll turn it on, you know, try to catch something real quick and turn it back off. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the shit nobody cares about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl and rcs those are the big things so yeah let's talk about diamond and pearl yeah so diamond and pearl showed off a lot new um a complete overhaul of the graphics um in terms of the battle system like when you're actually in combat and some of the um uh like overworld stuff as well there's a lot better lighting um 
shadow effects. Uh, they added like this bloom that looks really nice, a little more cartoonized. Um, just a, you know, a pretty clean look. I think Joey, you and I were talking about how we don't like the chibi art style. Um, yeah. I, I think that comes from them trying to be like, okay, this is how it looked on the DS. Let's try and make it look kind of similar to that. But I think it ultimately just looks bad. Yeah, I think they did a good job of translating from like Ruby to Omega Ruby. Um, and I guess the other uh, remakes that did as well. Um, I think the look for me just, it does not translate that well. Uh, I don't know why. And in the actual like battle um, animations and stuff, you look like a normal trainer, just like the other games. Um, but in the overworld where you're walking around and stuff, uh, you have that chibi form. And so does everyone else. And it just, it seems inconsistent with the game. Um, and it also does not look good, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I would agree with that 100%. Um, again, comparing it to the trailer from March, it's night and day uh, in terms of the graphical overhaul. Um, like, it looks so much fucking better. I agree, yeah. Um, and then some of the other, like, points that they wanted to bring up. There's a couple things that were cool, but, like, you know, sort of expected. You can customize Pokeballs with stickers, um, you could sort of do that before the, the competitions are coming back where you can, you know, have beauty contests and you can do like a weird dance dance revolution type thing, which is kind of new. Uh, but what was most exciting to me and what I loved most about Gen 4 in general is the underground and they're bringing that back and it's multiplayer again. And instead of just digging for, you know, diamonds and, and all kinds of minerals and stuff, you can build your secret base and whatever Pokemon you put in there will affect what Pokemon now appear down there as well. So you can find little rooms that have uh, randomly generated Pokemon. And I think that's probably going to be like the new way to shiny hunt. That's probably going to be like the new meta for that. So they're called uh, hideaways, I think is what they said. And it could be, you could have like a, sh a better chance for shinies, but they said that there are going to be exclusive Pokemon only in the hideaways, like that you can only catch in the hideaways. Mm. So you might need to have like, I don't know, a Pikachu in your secret base to go find the, like the, like to unlock a hideaway to find Voltorb. And that's the only place you can get Voltorb in the game or whatever. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not like if you put a Pikachu in there, only Pikachu appear. I think it's going to be like you said, no. a status thing. Well, I think they had in the trailer when you were walking around, they had several different Pokemon uh, like out there. Like mm. they had, I want to say like an Onyx and something else. I don't know. Yeah, but that is what I'm most excited for in this game. I've spent I spent countless hours on my DS, like getting all the, the diamonds and stuff, decorating the base and the fact that they're bringing that back again with multiplayer and it's going to be this whole new system where there's actually more stuff to do down there um, that sold a copy for me. Like I, I, I was sold almost immediately. I was like, yep, you got my money. That was uh, that's my highlight of the trailer for sure. Joey. Yeah. So that's something I actually did not mess around with at all. Uh, back when I played uh, diamond and pearl, um, I think I really just played through and beat the game. And uh, I actually played more of uh, black and white, if I remember correctly. Um, so I don't have any like knowledge of that underground section at all that you're talking about. Um, I do think it sounds really cool though. Um, and to kind of relate a little, uh, I did so much customization and messing around with the uh, the hideout or your base in uh, Ruby and Sapphire. 
um, growing up. That was so much fun. <clears throat> yeah, this is essentially that, except it's a whole area that you can explore underneath the region. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these underground tunnels and stuff, but it's it's the same thing, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, that that was really, really exciting. Um, it comes out. You, oh, sorry. Oh, what, Chris? I was going to say it comes out uh, November 19th. So uh, kind of soon, two months or so. Yeah, this is going to be a good one to play on the go. I think all the Pokemons are really good when you can just pick up the Switch and take it with you. Yeah. A couple yeah. things here and there. Yeah, um, playing uh, Sword and Shield on the train. That's pretty much the, not the only time I played it, but that was a great way to kill time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of Sword and Shield, the next game we're going to talk about, I think, feels like what Sword and Shield should have been. Um, or maybe it was like prototyping because Sword and Shield has this thing called the wild area, which is the hands down the best part of the game yep. where you can go and explore and, and there's like this big wide open area and there's tons of Pokemon going around. And if you're not powerful enough to fight those Pokemon, they don't take them away. They just like, they fuck you in the ass and then you got to run away. <laughs> like There's nothing you can do about it. And I think that mechanic is really cool. And Based on what we've seen so far for Pokemon Arceus, it's going to be that, but an entire game of that. Um, so what did you guys, We both now that we've all seen the trailer, what did you guys think, just general thoughts on like what the direction they're taking Pokemon? Um, um, sorry, Chris, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I, I really think the story is going to be great, good for this game. Um, it looks like a lot of fun um in terms of like <laughs> playing the game but uh how the game looks does not look fun the the graphics look like shit <laughs> it's really pushing nintendo switch to its uh to its limits here i think um no i was gonna say i think um i'm really glad that they decided to do this um and that they're saying okay people really want open world pokemon we're gonna give it to them and they're finally doing it because uh, there have been, you know, projects that have been successful in the past that have been shut down, uh, independent from Nintendo and all this stuff. But I, I love that they're actually doing this and committing to it. Um, I think it looks markedly better than that first trailer. Uh, I, I think we, we saw some good gameplay of the trainer sneaking around trying to catch Pokemon, and um, they caught one, but then they uh, startled the other, and that's when you know the battle started um so it would start fighting her and you had to you know pull out your own pokemon to basically fight it and then try to weaken it and catch it kind of like traditional pokemon so i'm i'm glad that they're starting to innovate and actually change the gameplay um and work on you know work upon what they've already built there and speaking of that in the battle system um they don't make this very clear in the in the actual trailer but in the explainer trailer after they go into a lot more detail, but essentially what it boils down to is that your Pokemon now have the normal move that they can use, an agile style version, and a strength style. And basically what that means is that your Pokemon, if you decide to do agile, it can go twice in a row, or it can just change up maybe even like three times, depending on how much speed it has, but the move will be significantly weaker. So you kind of have to build up your Pokemon in a way like, oh, all right, well, I can hit a couple times with this Pokemon, maybe switch it out, 
and then come in for the kill with the other one, or I can switch back to strength style and use this other move that it has. So I think it's going to open up a lot of options in terms of gameplay. I like that they're allowing that creativity. And um, I'm sure there's going to be meta compos compositions you can run with. Um, you probably want speedier Pokemon if you're running with an agile method um, versus like you know strength or whatever. Um, I think that's really cool. I'm glad they're they're doing that versus you know Dynamaxing. Oh Dynamaxing my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try and stay off Reddit for when this game when I get this game and avoid like the you know all the strategies and stuff. I feel like that's ruined a lot like pokemon unite uh having that i don't know what you call it like best move set item set thing for all the pokemon kind of like ruined it for me where i don't get to like try and find that out myself what i like best it's just like here's the meta here's what's the best here's how you own and go rinse and repeat this every game you play yeah no so. i totally agree with that um, and difficulty in general has also been a problem with Pokemon games recently. And I saw an article not 20 minutes before we started recording that said um, one of the leakers said that this will be one of the hardest Pokemon game in recent memory, which I'm very excited about. Like Pokemon has been lacking challenge for five years now. It's, it's been a while since any Pokemon game has been difficult. I would I mean. I don't think Pokemon games are that difficult in general. Like, obviously, you don't want to black out or, you know, get knocked out. But um, when you do, like, you just lose some money and you go back to a previous checkpoint. You know, it's not like you're, you know. But you do have to, like, there are some parts we have to have a little bit of skill to progress yeah. um, or grind, you know. So it's just, I, I hope that that exists and it's not just like, like, I think you said this earlier in a, uh, an earlier podcast it's just like a uh, rock paper scissors simulator yeah i hope it's not like that i think that um one benefit of pokemon being really easy um is that it has kind of given um given way to nuzlocking and these challenge modes that people will just start playing um they'll see that okay i have all these items i have uh these x items i can just make my stats really good in combat i can just revive all my pokemon um, nose lockers are like, no, I'm not doing any of that. I'm, uh, I'm not going to over level either. I'm going to go in the game and if Pokemon dies, they're gone for good. So I think making your own fun in a game is a really unique thing that isn't really, uh, very widespread. So Pokemon is one of the few games I can give that credit to. I could see the argument where you, <clears throat> I can see the argument where you don't want it to be challenging because it needs to appeal to a younger audience that might need that hand holding or maybe a little bit easier but yep. then you can also have it where people do like the nuzlocke challenges or you know um i don't know speed running or whatever the heck you're, you're doing with pokemon to make it a little bit more challenging it's gotten a little ridiculous in recent years though i mean like you have to think we were kids when we played gen one and two and those were the hardest gens yeah. i think of any of the pokemon games and Pokemon Go literally only made you play with one hand. Like, that's how late. Like, I, I walked through that game in my sleep. It was so boring. Um, not that I didn't have fun with it, but, like, there was... When your Pikachu can learn every type of move, and it's 20 levels over every other Pokemon, it just stops being really fun. Pokemon Let's yeah. Go, to, uh, to clarify, right? Oh, what did I say? You said Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Pokemon Go can be pretty difficult if you're uh, <laughs> trying to pull off the excellent spins. You oh, know? yeah. It's all about that dexterity, you know? Yeah. You see a, a three-star, like, shiny Groudon, you're trying to catch it, run out of Pokeballs. It feels bad. When you don't catch something in that game, you feel so shitty about yourself, like, as a person. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, no, there's there's been a lack of difficulty. So hearing them being like, hey, this is going to be you know a little more breath of the wild like hey here's the fucking world go explore it um and you know whatever happens to you happens to you i think that's really cool i think it's really cool i i never played breath of the wild but i'm gonna assume there are um like you said in the wild area there's there's areas that you can stumble upon that maybe you shouldn't (laughs) if it's like earlier in the game or something yeah um absolutely you're gonna be like oh shit i need to get out of here (laughs) and come visit this when i'm a little stronger or a little bit more progressed in the game. Well, another thing in Breath of the Wild that they're doing here, um, there's this thing called a blood moon, Chris. And essentially what it was is the moon would turn red and all of the enemies would drop better stuff, but they were way more aggressive and they were way harder. Um, And it looks like from that trailer, they're doing the same thing. Like Arceus sends a bolt of lightning down and it causes all the Pokemon to have red eyes and make them more aggressive. I'm like, you're literally just doing Breath of the Wild, and I'm totally fine with that. Like, this is the game that everybody wants to play in Pokemon. Yeah, and I, I think that makes it so, like, say you are maybe endgame-ish, you might need that difficulty multiplier, I'll call it, from the lightning bolt to to kind of finish out the game and get, you know, whatever, you're, like, the better Pokemon or better items or whatever yeah i mean one of the best things not to go back to metroid immediately so i'm sorry but one of the best things about metroid fusion is that you find out that there's i won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it but there's an enemy that's hunting you down and in the game you're the director who's feeding you all the information their advice to you is to run like not don't fight it don't go after it fucking run and for most of the game when you see this thing all you can do is run away from it and it's it makes it makes it so much more terrifying and and isolating until the end when you can actually you know you've upgraded enough to fight it and i think it's going to be very similar here like you're going to walk out into a field there's going to be an ursaring that's 20 levels ahead of you the lightning strikes and it like (laughs) just demolishes your team and you're like all right fuck well i won't go there again and then you got to explore and do other shit i think uh this happens like in borderlands i'm trying to remember there's a couple times where you can have like you can stumble upon like uh like hidden mini bosses or something and they're like way over your level and you can't do shit to them especially because like the difficulty scales with level um so much in borderlands um i think i remember that happening and it's like oh fuck like i'm not supposed to be at this mini boss (laughs) yeah and seeing that and also the survival elements too that are in here like the crafting system you can you don't have to buy pokeballs you can find shit out in the wild and make them that's really cool um also there's something and maybe this is just like the nostalgia or you know my love of this world but seeing like a pokeball that's all old and wooden and when you throw it and you get the catch it like shoots out a little firework like that's adorable i love that kind of shit yeah i think the aesthetic looks really neat um with uh that new trailer that they showed um just the art style of all the the outfits um the landscape the graphics were like kind of 
so so i think um uh the design of you know what they were going for is pretty neat yeah i mean i can't pretend that these graphics don't bother me like this because they really do i mean Kingdom it's not Hearts as good as breath 1. of the wild say what uh they don't look as good as breath of the wild no and, they... know, that's the game you're comparing it to right yeah, well, I was going to say that even Kingdom Hearts 1, when I played it on my PS2 in 2005, looks better than that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of pitiful. And, and Joe, you brought up an excellent point about the Switch. It's just, you know, at this point, it's such old hardware that, you know, it, it's not even as powerful as a base Xbox One. So the stuff you're going to be able to get out of it is next to nothing at this point without sacrificing a lot of graphical quality. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm excited for it though. I'm I'll buy it and play it. It yeah. comes out uh, January 28th, and you can pre-order it right now. I think I did. I should. I know I shouldn't pre-order games like, but I was Ed really Connor. excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'll always love. I mean, I'm we're as old as Pokemon. You know, that came out in '95. I was born in '95, so I've literally grown up with this franchise. So. You know, no matter what happens, I feel like I'll always play the games. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to get the uh, the new Palkia Switch Lite? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I see what they were doing. I mean, they were trying to make it look like the DS, which had the exact same pattern on it. Um, but I don't even understand what a Switch Lite is for. Like we had this conversation before. Like they're like it's portable and it's a switch. I'm like that's what the that's what the fucking switch is. It's portable. What is yeah. this thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but the other game I wanted to talk about from Gamescom, uh, going back to sort of the Saints Row thing, is a game Joey you said on a previous podcast was your most anticipated game of the year when it was supposed to come out, uh, and that is Lego Star Wars: The Complete that's right. Saga. That's right. Now, seeing this new trailer, how are you still just as hyped, or how how do you feel about it? The hype is, um, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, with the uh, the promise of it being released uh, spring of 2021, uh, the hype has started to die down slowly for me. But um, I see these trailers, and I'm like, okay, okay. I know it's still out there. I know it's it's coming. It's coming. So they're saying April, uh, sorry, spring 2022 now. Um, but so I, uh, I am interested in, um, the things they're doing differently as compared to the old, uh, Lego Star Wars. So, um, the combat looks reworked. Um, they have, uh, voice lines for the characters now, which in the old Lego Star Wars, they just didn't have any at all. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, literally nine movies of content in one game. Um, well, more than that, I guess they're going to be doing Solo and Rogue One too. Uh, I think, I hope. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm still very excited for it. Um, I think the trailer looked pretty good. Uh, I'm still finding it a little bit awkward with the voice lines. Um, so we'll have to see kind of how that fits into the game itself. I think I mirror your thoughts exactly. Um... The only thing that I would say, too, is that a lot of the gameplay, the gameplay that they showed off looked pretty unfinished. Um, 
it's like it was kind of stuttery and there was a lot of popping. I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's going to be in the the final version or not. I'm, I'm assuming no. And this was just a very early build of the game. Uh, but yeah, I'm still pretty excited for it. I, I agree with you, though. I, I don't like the voice lines at all. Yeah, if I, my... I think there's. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, please go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say my my hype was uh, if it was a ten out of ten, it's probably an eight out of ten. Now, um, yeah. I'm still really excited for it. Still waiting for it to drop, but the voice lines, I don't like. Um, like there's this like in, like the original Lego Star Wars. There's like one where like Han gets Chewie to go into the trash compactor, I think, by like throwing a bone, and like that's like a nifty way of uh, like not using dialogue but still telling the story and i i mean i'm not upset that the voice lines are in there i just like the creativity that they the developers used in their original games no it was like old buster keaton shit it was like well we can't get you know audio there's no dialogue so we have to come up with this insane uh insane amount of physical comedy to make this work and that's exactly the limitations that led to some of the best moments in the lego star wars series and I think that's where the charm of the game is. Like when you're playing through the episodes, uh, you know, one, two, three, all the way through, um, you know, four, five, and six, uh, they recreate the story in these really interesting ways. So uh, without any dialogue, and it's it's really cool. There's so, a moment. I think I brought this up last time. I can't remember, but one of my favorite moments in the game is when Vader is telling Luke that he's his father, and he pulls out like a photo album yeah but it's showing it's showing him and padme together but he's wearing the darth vader outfit right and and it's like goofy as shit and i just like stuff like that i think might get a little lost with them just being like i'm your father and he's like no and then you know the hand fucking comes off like it's just i don't know yeah i'm trying to remember because i used to i really loved the lego star wars and i really liked uh indy jones Uh, i'm trying to remember if there's dialogue in the indiana jones games i don't remember i don't there remember. is there is in a lot of lego games like i think uh the batman ones there's dialogue um yeah yeah we'll see the how it goes now are hard as shit i don't know what happened but like the earlier ones were like hey pull this lever and you get some coins now it's like a, a Rube Goldberg machine that you have to put together <laughs> to fucking solve a room. It is insane. Like I wasn't even having fun. I was just like trying to figure this fucking game out for children. <laughs> I I will say that um, Lego games are uh, really fun for me because I'm like a perfectionist. And so I love to like 100% games and there's a lot of different things you have to do Uh like getting like true Jedi or whatever, like in terms of how many coins you get in a level or the little battery pack things. Like that stuff's always fun to me. And so like, and you have to replay the game a couple of times and I don't know, I'm excited for that. Hopefully they keep that around. I always like going through the levels as every character because there's like hundreds of characters. Yeah. So you're just running around in the middle of um the prequel trilogy is like han solo or whatever or greedo and you're just you know there's all these different things like general grievous in the original trilogy and each character lets you get to different spots that you couldn't before so you kind of have to replay the levels yeah uh, i think there's like a couple like you might go through it like 
as I don't know the good guys, and then you need a Sith power to unlock a side room or something. So yeah, and I think there's, I think it's like the story mode, and then it might be free play. I forget what exactly what it's called, but I think you have to get True Jedi in both of those to 100% it. Yeah, like, I think you're right. I think the True Jedi in the story is like a certain amount of coins, and then in free play, it's even more because you have more access to more shit. So there's crazy characters you can unlock too if you get all of the all the stuff. <laughs> I and the character creation in uh complete saga, I think, was really fun. <laughs> they need to bring that back for sure. But I think instead of just swapping people's heads and bodies, I really think it should be like a full customization thing. Like you can add little spikes to the Lego head, or like you can you can change the color of stuff and there's a bunch of different faces and eyes and you can really go through and make your own character. I think that would be really fun. Did you uh, guys see the part in the trailer um, where he kind of uh, pulled up the galaxy map and he could like pick kind of where he was going to go? So there's like Dagobah, there's uh, Utapau, Tatooine. Is it like an open world thing? So that's what they showed in the trailer um, is that it's part of the uh, menu. Um, it looks like he's on Dagobah. Uh, and I say he, I mean Luke. Uh, looks like Return of the Jedi style Luke. Uh, is on Dagobah by his X-Wing. He pulls up the galaxy map, and there's all the planets right there. And you can just kind of pick which one to go to. So instead of having that like cantina um, style where you start in the cantina and you pick the episode you want to go to, uh, they might have that sort of style instead. Um, or this might be a different type of game mode. Who knows? If that's what they're doing, then I wouldn't miss the hub world. If it's just like, hey, you can run around or like get in a spaceship and fly to different planets, that would be really cool. Yeah, it looks like you have some control of your ship while you're in space, too. This is the Battlefront 3 that we always wanted, <laughs> just in Lego form. Yep. <laughs> um, but hey, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think. I, oh, I'm sorry. I really think that the gameplay looks like good um, because they've kind of re-innovated a little bit um, where they have like kind of cover mechanics they have rolling um, the lightsaber uh, combat looks a little bit more fluid um, than just kind of you know hitting x and just smacking stuff so i i'm excited for it i think it it looks pretty fun have they mentioned whether or not there's going to be online multiplayer because that's kind of a big thing for me like i really want to see that happen i don't know um I think the older ones had it, though, so we could probably expect it. Yeah, it would shock me if that wasn't the case. Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to have, like, split-screen kind of thing. Um, I'm looking. Uh, it looks like online co-op not supported local co-op two players, like how the the old games were. Okay. Wow, that is a huge blow to my excitement, if that's true. <laughs> I... I I, I just looked at the first website I saw. So okay. I mean I'm sure if they haven't they haven't really said anything yet, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's like a placeholder. Yeah, um, let me um I don't know when that article was published. Yeah, if that's true, that is a massive bummer. Cause that was really one of the things I was like, you know, people aren't at least in my immediate circle, you know, we aren't close to each other so be real physically close to each other <laughs> so it would be 
nice if you know we could do an online co-op thing where we all jump in a lobby and run through a couple levels in lego star wars i know i i think it was a placeholder i think nothing's been confirmed is the correct answer okay yeah i would be surprised if that was not an option yeah i would too um but yeah it looks like it's on the switch um it's on pc it's on ps5 ps4 uh series x xbox one now we gotta decide what we're gonna get it for like what everybody has (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i guess if it's on computer that would that might be easiest but i'm probably gonna get it on console one of the consoles i'm definitely not getting it on switch it's gonna run like ass yeah no (laughs) probably probably is it on it's on ps5 yep that that might be the one oh yeah then we can do that then um Joey, do you have a PS5? No, I have not been fortunate enough to find one, but I haven't been looking. So gotcha. I know <laughs> one has not said... fallen into my lap yet. <laughs> you said uh new God of War comes out and you're buying it, right? Oh, day one. I'm I'm there. <laughs> I don't I'll sell everything else I have for God of War 2. I'm so excited. I need to play through one. I've only done like part of it. You really need to. Um, Chris, what time, what time are we at right now? Uh, about an hour. About an hour. Okay. Do we want to briefly mention our thoughts on the, the new Kanye West album? And then we can go into recommendations. We can. I have a question, uh, before we talk about that. Did you go and see Candyman? I did not see Candyman. Okay. Then we won't talk about that. <laughs> was there something, was there like a news article that you saw or something? No, I was just going to get your general thoughts on it, but gotcha. Yeah. I think I might. Said- I might go see it this weekend, but okay. We might we might see it. It's Labor Day weekend. Oh, that'd be pr- then we could definitely talk about it next podcast. Yeah, I mean it, it looked semi interesting. <laughs> it's yeah. I I don't really care for horror movies too much, and uh, I might I might see this one. Just we'll see. It depends on what it is like. I was really, I was actually excited to see all the Jordan Peele stuff after Get Out because I thought Get Out was so good. And then it, uh, us was kind of poopy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe his, heard, new, uh, his new one's going to be called Nope. Uh, and I think it's, it looks kind of like a, a play on social media, but there's like maybe aliens. It was hard to tell from the teaser, but, you know, he kind he has that like socially conscious, you know, he likes to work in. Yeah, uh, those kind of modern themes, I guess. Apparently, there's some modern themes in Candyman that uh, some people don't like. Um, but I want to watch the movie before I speak on that. Yeah, I think they made it a lot more racial, like racially charged than the first one. But again, I haven't seen that and I haven't seen the new one, so I, I can't really speak to it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we can get into Kanye's new album and then... Uh, recommendations yeah. yeah we can just do qu- quick thoughts chris what did you think overall of this album uh well <laughs> i haven't listened to all of it i when i first listen to an album i'll listen to it like the songs in order uh this album is just so fucking long <laughs> it's like two albums in one uh so i'm like songs halfway. for anyone who doesn't know yeah and uh it's just it's so long um and a lot of these songs don't resonate with me that's how i'll put it 
um i i actually don't have a song that i want to listen to again that i've heard yet um i think this and kanye's last two albums just don't land with me so i don't know (laughs) last two being what was it yay and uh Uh, jesus is king King. yeah and yay those one and this one i couldn't agree more with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah no this this album what's weird to me is that this album feels like it's trying to do a lot of what uh life of pablo did where the life of pablo kind of sounded a little unfinished and but with that album it was like really raw and kind of felt like yeah fuck it we're gonna get it on the first take whereas this one just feels like a bunch of b-side demos that he wasn't done with like it, it feels unfinished is a like unfinished is like the number one adjective i would use for this album because that's how it feels like uh god breathed or, or something like that one of the earlier tracks doesn't even have drums it it just it like and that's how a lot of these tracks feel it's just yeah unfinished no for sure it it's uh, every song i've heard so far has been like a bass that's like doom 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 like that and then it's the organ like and that's every fucking song. like there's nothing no other instruments at all <laughs> That make it yeah. feels like the most basic skeletal outline of a song it's just fucking boring and him limiting himself to only talking about things that relate to his religion like first of all i'm not crazy about that in general but it also limits his creativity so much when he puts himself in that box like jesus is king and this both have that fucking problem yeah joey what uh, what's your request my request was uh you guys need to get a soundboard uh, just full of Connor making noises like that. <laughs> That's a great idea. Just play on demand. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, for a track that was named after his mom, it just didn't have the feeling that it should have, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I kind of think his whole thing where he was like, oh, the studio released it before I want. I think that's kind of bullshit. I think he saw some of the backlash, the initial backlash and was like, fuck, I got to <laughs> I got to figure out why. like some kind of excuse. Did you see uh, Jail Part 2 is out now when it first dropped or within the first couple hours? Like I, I first saw it dropped at like 11. A. It dropped at 8 a.m. on Sunday because um, Kanye is trying to take you to church. Um, or I don't know. You you listen to it in the car on the way to mass. Yeah. Um, I I listened to it. At, I don't know. Whenever I woke up on Sunday, because uh, I'm a demon child and I don't go to church. Uh, jail part two was grayed out, and now I guess the label or whoever has released it, and it's controversial because it has the baby on it, who's gotten a lot of flack lately. So it's out. Um, I listened to it. It sucks. If you don't want to support the baby, it's not worth the stream. That's no, it's what I'll not. Say about it. By the way, speaking of jail, you and I, I think, had a moment on this. I, I don't like Jay-Z to begin with. I think he's so fucking overrated. His verse on that song is garbage. It is straight fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I've seen some people online that actually liked it. I, I can't stand it. He's like, he's like, we're back with Hove and Yeezus. Just like 
Moses and Jesus. It's fucking terrible. It's like <laughs> Dr. Seuss rhyming. I'm like, dude, can you, there's not a, there's not a lot of beat here, but can you at least flow on it? Like Jesus fucking Christ, you've been doing this for 20 fucking years and your wife is still so much more talented than you. Fuck <laughs> you. Oh my God. I f- dude, Jay-Z makes me so mad because everyone's like, oh, fucking king of rap. I'm like, he's not that good. <laughs> I don't share the same sentiment, but I don't think his verse was very good on that. I don't know why I got so angry. <laughs> Spiciest of takes. Yeah. Verse. Sorry, Jay-Z. You seem like a nice guy. <laughs> this one goes out to Jay-Z. Jay-Z doesn't listen to this shit. <laughs> no. Not a million years we ever hear this, so it doesn't matter. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not... This This album is, you know, all filler, no killer. <laughs> as it were, like... I'm look. I was looking at um his his discography because I was curious like where this ranks in terms of like how his previous albums did, and uh I just pulled it up and it looks like so graduation was his peak, and it's just been downhill from there. Not that 808s and heartbreak and uh, beautiful dark twisted fantasy wasn't good. It just is like slowly like not getting the sales and then uh looking at the past couple albums yikes kanye albums have this amazing quality to them though where you may not like it initially or it may not be part of whatever the music zeitgeist is at the time you go back and you listen to it a couple years later and you can do this for almost any of his older albums pre like 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 life of pablo and before they you realize he was so ahead of the curve with whatever album he was doing. And I think Yeezus is a perfect example of that. Like I first heard that album back in high school and I wasn't a fan of it. Like it was just fucking loud and obnoxious and just had all this, like, like a crazy amount of like synth and bass. And it was just so heavy. And then I listened to it now and I'm like, Holy shit, this is everything that's on the radio. And he and he figured it out. He was so so. Now I listen to it. I'm like, this album fucking slaps. So his albums have that quality. And I wonder if in a couple years we'll be listening to Yay and Jesus King and Donda, and we'll be like, holy shit, this is <laughs> he was so ahead of his time. I don't think so, but you know what? This is going on the internet, so somebody can pull this clip yeah. five years from now and say, you're an idiot. Yeah, now we might like it. we might like the new Kanye albums, and Jay Z will still be bad. <laughs> Let's move on. That man has a family. <laughs> I like his shit with Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's oh terrible. Gosh. I just I think he's way overrated. Um, yeah, do we want to get into recommendations? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh man, um, Chris, you want to go first? While I'm like, again, <laughs> sure. My recommendation this week is uh, "Trip at Night." It's Trippy Red's album uh, that dropped a week prior to recording this. Um, way better than Donda. <laughs> way shorter than Donda. Um, if you have to pick a couple songs, Matt Hardy, um, Danny Phantom. Uh, trying to come up off the top of my head, I might have to look at it. I really like that Juice World song. Is that Matt Hardy? 
I think so. Yeah. yeah uh, Danny Phantom is the one with X. Uh, I'm going to pull it up just so I can. Uh, Matt Hardy's the one with Juice World. Uh, Rich MF is really good. That's got a little Dirk and Polo G. And of course, this isn't working. I don't know. Those those are the top three, probably off that. So that's my recommendation. Nice. Um, I guess I can do mine. Uh, this is kind of obscure, and I well, not obscure, but like not a lot of you guys are probably going to do this anytime soon or, or have done this in the past couple, however long. But we had a yard sale at our house. And I would just, I, I don't know, I'd recommend doing that if you got a lot of shit that you don't, <laughs> you know, it was just, a, it was a fun experience because I got rid of a lot of shit that like I'll never use. And you meet a lot of people in the neighborhood who are super friendly and you usually get like a decent amount of money for things. I mean, sometimes like you put stuff out for a dollar and people are like, oh, 50 cents because they're, you know, shitty. Um, but sometimes you have actual good conversations with people and like you kind of negotiate a little bit and it, I don't know, it feels like you're in a Turkish bazaar fucking bartering all your shit away like I don't, it's just fun so that's my recommendation actually, if you have a, I have lot a of comment shit. about that um uh christine actually found a uh, a neighborhood not too far from where we live uh that was pretty much having um an opt-in type uh, yard sale where you know the entire neighborhood was encouraged to you know try to sell some stuff and we just kind of drove around from house to house trying to find you know different yard sales and that was pretty fun no, it's super fun. Uh, my brother and I are actually going to do that this weekend because I, I told him the story about my greatest uh, find at a yard sale ever, which was when the DS was still popular, like when you could still buy a new one um, in the stores, the DS Lite, and it was like 130 bucks, I think. Yeah, there was one at a yard sale. And it was this uh, uh, older grandma. And she was like, Oh, my grandson went away to college, and he doesn't really use this. And I'm not sure if it works. So five bucks. And wow. I was like, uh sure <laughs> i knew it worked like i had another charger at home and i was like these things don't fucking break like it'll be fine and i plugged <laughs> it in and sure as shit it worked and it was like the best find ever five dollars is enough to take a chance <laughs> on yeah. that yeah. yeah even if it didn't I work i could have like sold it for parts or whatever for like 20 so i mean you know at the time it was brand new like they were still it was still the only DS console out. It was the newest version, the DS Lite. So, yeah, that him hearing that. Can you sell a DS for parts? Like it's a <laughs> shitty old Honda. <laughs> Yo, how much for the stylus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fucking, I love yard sales. So have one, go to one. I don't know. Just, you know, get out there, do your shit. Joey, how about you? Yeah, so um, switching gears a little bit. Uh, mine will also be a little bit more obscure um, and a little bit more nerdy. So uh, those of you listening that have tried uh, Dungeons and Dragons or D&D um, or any other role-playing game out there, um, I would recommend uh, Pathfinder 2, Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Um, it is a very... Uh, very different, much more flexible um, type of uh, system than uh, D&D 5e, 5th uh, edition. Um, class creation, character creation, a um, little bit more complicated, but uh, there's a lot more stuff you can do, a lot more flexible. Um, my group I play with um, switched from 5e to Pathfinder, um, I think a year and a half ago at this point. And uh, we all have 
nothing but great things to say about it. Um, Combat-wise, um, and just the entire system itself uh, feels a lot more rich. Um, they recently put out um, Secrets of Magic, a new book, um, with Summoner and the Magus classes. Um, so that's why it was uh, on my mind. What what specifically about it do you think makes it like a little more flexible than 5e? So um, my problem with 5e is that classes are a little bit homogenous in that um, a lot of the martial classes or a lot of the spell casting classes will feel very similar to each other. Um, with uh, Pathfinder, uh, each class has its own specialty, um, has its own thing about it that makes it uh, stand out. Um, Multiclassing is also a little bit different where if you want to go, uh, let's say, fighter, uh, monk, um, then you wouldn't like take levels into monk, kind of like you would 5e. Um, instead, you would take the monk dedication, um, which is pretty much like you get some stuff from monk, uh, but not like as much as you would if you started as monk. So it's just a lot more of a flexible system. Um, if you have a character type in mind, uh, you can probably build it in Pathfinder. Uh, one other thing I'll add is that um, they're adding an elementalist, I think is what it's called. Um, and it pretty much plays like a firebender or uh, you know, airbender, waterbender from uh, you know Avatar. So um, the amount of creativity is just outstanding. Do you need to be experienced in Dungeons and Dragons or have played 5e to kind of pick this up? So I think that like helps. A... Um, but uh, yeah, it would definitely help. I don't think it's required, though. Um, like, yeah, it's a little bit more complicated, uh, but you'll pick up on the rules um, uh, eventually. And it does have a learning curve to it. So just be prepared for that. I think it's a little bit of a learning curve to D&D &D, D &D in general. <clears throat> I think there's a massive learning curve. To I still don't fucking understand it. <laughs> we play it all the time. <laughs> I always yeah. feel like I'm missing a lot of maybe just because I'm fucking dumb, but I, I always feel like I miss so much on my own character sheet. Like I'm like, oh, I had no fucking idea I could do that because it was in some subsection of like a cliff note of on one of the pages, like, hey, do you know your dude is a 10-inch dick? And I'm like, I've been going this whole game thinking my dick was small. <laughs> <laughs> I no feel idea. like I've been lied to here. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I'm with you. Um, there's a lot of stuff just comes with experience, though, um, and it'll just happen. So I think you'll eventually get to a point where you're comfortable, like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Um, and I, I've seen that as we play, you know, there's there's small stuff that you just learn over time. This is something that we talked about on a previous podcast, too, but we just recommend D&D &D in general. Like if you if you, you know, you're still you know, quarantining or, or, you know, you don't see your buddies that often, or, you know, the Delta variants got you down. Um, you know, roll 20 is an online D and D thing. Like try this out, you know, see if you like it and then you can move up to Pathfinder. And it sounds like that's a lot more open and gives you a lot more choices. So, you know, put your foot in, see if you like it. And there's a bunch of different Just campaigns. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, um, the whole foot. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a you know like fantasy dungeon or like dragons knights and shit like that it can be literally whatever you want there's this image of D, &D that i think you know in popular media and uh, which is people like dressing up as shit and it being like oh well the fucking da, 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 like you know everyone's doing like 
it's just people getting together and eating snacks and playing a, a board game that you can't see. Like, that's all it is. There's you no know. sound effect for the soundboard, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'll add that in later. Um, but yeah, it, like the only show I think that really ever got it right was Stranger Things. Like when the kids are playing in the first season and they're just like fucking around, having a good time. Um, season three ruins that by having them dress up and do exactly what every other show does. But we won't get into that right now. Um, you don't like uh, Community's blackface dark elf? Community actually also does a great job of i mean i know that whole episode is a joke but it actually does do a great job of explaining what that game is yeah (laughs) so stupid that they took that off oh my god that's the whole other thing though we won't get into that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah on that note uh those great recommendations guys um joey i I definitely want to check out pathfinder um hey i'm happy to run one at some point i've already ran uh, a one shot so Dude, I'm um, totally down. As long as you guys are open to running with a new system, because there's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely think it'd be cool to just expand on what we've already done and, you know, try something fresh. But uh, but yeah, I guess on that note, thank you guys for watching. Um, you know, we always appreciate it. Uh, put in the comments if you like Connor with a hat or Connor without a hat. That'll be like our straw poll for the day. Um, <laughs> thank you, Joey, for being on again. We really appreciate it. Always a great time. Thank you, Joey. Uh, this Chris. was a lot of fun, uh, and I'll be back soon. Dude, I yeah, I hope so. Chris, thank you for co-hosting again. I feel like we never really thank each other, so thank you for being here every week. <laughs> I appreciate all your hard work and effort. Um, yeah, for everybody else, you know, like and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Um, we're probably going to be putting out a couple highlights this week, so if you want to watch those from last week's episode, please feel free. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, people.